You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thanks so much. You're listening to another episode from the Tower Sparks podcast. Really exciting news up here at Tower Sparks Studios. We are now on Nucky Radio. So if you have a Nucky Radio, I actually don't have one, but if you have one, go ahead, look up Tower Sparks with Ori and listen there. So there you are. You just stepped out of your car, your vehicle your automobile, whatever you call it. What type of car, you may ask? I was recently talking to a high school boy. I was asking him what his favorite car is. He told me the Koenigsegg Agera RS. I never even heard of such a car, but I was looking into it, and apparently it reached a two-way average top speed of 277.87 miles per hour on a Nevada highway to claim the title of the world's fastest production car. These are cars that cost in the six figures about $3 million a car. But let's assume you're not driving this Koenigsegg Agera RS. Whatever car you're driving, okay, you park the car, you get out of the vehicle, and then what do you do? Obviously, you lock the car, right? Left. Okay, let's get this straight. You lock the car, okay? And generally, if you're like most people, you won't just click on that lock button once, but you'll click on it twice. Have you ever caught yourself doing that? Or maybe I should rephrase the question. Have you ever caught yourself not doing this? Have you ever caught yourself not clicking on the lock button twice? So I was thinking about this idea recently, this phenomenon, how, you know, every time we walk out of our car, we press the lock button at least twice on a good day. And sometimes, and if I'll be quite honest, sometimes three or four times on an even better day. Actually, it, maybe it really depends on what neighborhood I'm I'm in. But either way, I find myself locking the car multiple times. And I started to wonder, am I the only one who does this? But I was paying close attention. I was doing research about this, and I realized that people do this all the time. Most people press the lock button for their car a few times as opposed to one simple click. And, and I did more research on this and I found a few interesting ideas. Some people press the lock button twice. Why? Simply because they love hearing that satisfying, reassuring sound of two beeps as opposed to one. So it's just the that satisfactory, gishmak, amazing feeling of beeping twice as opposed to just once it just gives that person that level of makes it just it's part of one of it's like one of the wonders of the world i think i'm part of that group others press the lock button twice because they actually know a little bit more about how cars work and function in many cars the second click actually does something in addition to the first click. Whereas the first click locks the doors from the outside and sets the alarm, the second click of the lock activates the deadlocks, which means that the interior handles cannot be used to open the doors in the event that a thief were to smash the windows. So double locking is an especially designed safety feature and mechanism that cars are often equipped with. And I was thinking about this idea. If you think about it, this is just one of many examples where human beings perform what you would call a double take. 
Sometimes it produces a positive result. Like in this case, you're making your car safer. You're locking it via the deadbolts. And sometimes a double take can produce a negative result. And in this week's Parsha, Vayera, we actually see both. We see two people who both performed quote-unquote double takes. One was for something positive and the other was for something negative. I'm referring to Avram Avinu and his nephew Lot. The Torah, chapter 18, verse 2, tells us, Vayisa ena vayar, Avram lifted his eyes and he saw, There were three men who were upon him. Then the Torah says, Vayar, again, a second time, a second Vayar, Vayaratz, and Avram ran, the crossum, to call them, so this, the same Pasuk says the same word twice. It says, Vayar, Vayar. It says, Avram Ivinu saw, dot, 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 and then he saw again. What is it that he saw twice? What was this double take of Avram Avinu? And Rashi jumps on this. Rashi read the verse. Rashi read this Pasuk, and he noticed that it doesn't just have one Vayar, it has a second Vayar. What's going on? He was bothered by this. What is the Torah trying to convey? And Rashi explains that each Vayar, each and he saw, implies something else. The first mention of Vayar teaches that Avram Avinu saw the angels with his eyes. Hence Vayar, he saw the simple, plain, pashat meaning of Vayar. He, he literally, he saw them. The second Vayar, what is that telling us? That's something deeper. There's seeing and then there's seeing. The deeper level of seeing is not just with your physical eyes, but it's with your head, with your brain, with your heart. It's understanding. The second Vayar in the Pasuk teaches us Vayar in the sense of he understood. Avram Avinu understood. So in the first words, Vayar, Avram Avinu saw and observed that the angels were standing in one particular spot. And then Vayar, he saw, he understood that they were not coming to his way. They, ne- they were not coming to, in the direction of his tent, since they didn't want to trouble him, because Avram Avinu just went through the whole uh, painful process of a bris milah. And it was then that Avram Avinu dropped everything, even his meeting with Hashem. Hashem was, being, uh, Hashem was visiting him. Hashem was being mevakar chola. And yet Avram Avinu went. And by the way, Derech Agav, on the side, just to, to say, how did Avram Avinu leave Hashem? Hashem came to visit him. So Rav Noach Weinberg once pointed out a beautiful idea. He said, on a certain level, better than talking to Hashem, which Avram Avinu was when Hashem was visiting him, is to act like Hashem, is to be like Hashem, is to behave like Hashem. And Hashem is a gomel chesed. Hashem runs, so to speak, after chesed. And so it wasn't a chil Hashem for Avram Avinu to say, Hashem, hold on one second, I'm, I'm just going to get these people. It was the biggest kiddush Hashem that Avram Avinu was being like Hashem himself, who does so much good and kindness for others. So that's that's the idea. But anyways, we see the double take. We see vayar, vayar. Avram Avinu saw, and then he saw, and then he under stood. It's this double take Vayar. He wanted to do a mitzvah. He wanted to have guests. He wanted to be Mekayim Achnosus Archim. And in doing so, to be Mekayim in the deepest way possible, he understood that he had to do something more. He had to run out and get them. So just like the double 
pressing the lock button on the car keys actually does something more. It adds an additional safety measure. So too, the double looking, the two vayars, the double take of Avramavinu actually represented something more, something deeper, something, so to speak, not really safer, but his double take allowed him to really understand what was going on, and it enabled him to make the decision of running to action before the incredible opportunity ran away from him. But where do we see the double take in the Parsha with Lot that is that is the neg- that is in the realm of negative? We see it in chapter 19, verse 16. The Torah tells us, Vaismama. There's a shalshelis on there. A shalshelis is like the lingering trup. And literally, what does that word vayisma mean? Even though we are waiting for Mashiach, like we say in one of the Animamans. So that's what it means here. Vayisma means and he, there was a delay. There was this wait. What was the delay? What was the wait? The waiting around of Lot? Rashi explains that again, Lot, the city, the Sodom was going to be destroyed. And Lot was told by the angels, pick up and just go. Don't look back. Don't collect 200. Don't pass go. Just go. Rashi explains, Lot delayed, Vayismama, I'm not going to do it again, okay, fine. Lot delayed his leaving in order to save his money, his physical, his monetary possessions. He couldn't handle the idea of being apart from his splendor, from his wealth. So you see, they both did a double take. Avramavinu did a double take, trying to see how he could perform a wonderful mitzvah and positively affect others. This was a selfless double take. Lot, on the other hand, also did a double take. Vayismama, he delayed. He he wasn't sure. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not going to leave this behind. I, I need this money. It was a double take for his own gain. This was a selfish double take in life. We have these two models, these two approaches. We could be like the we could be like Avramavinu and double take for good things, for positive things, to help make the world a better place. Or we could be like Lot and do this double take and be in it and for ourselves with a selfish mindset. You know, too often in life, we look at ourselves once in the mirror and we think superficially, you know, I'm just a regular guy. I'm just a regular person, nothing special. We look at ourselves once and we go on with our merry way. We do one vayar, we do one take, and we move on saturated in our old ways. But Avramavinu introduces it to us, hey, look again. Look, do vayar one more time. Maybe you'll see something on a deeper level. Maybe you'll understand something more. Maybe, maybe you'll understand something more about yourself on a deeper level if you would just be willing to look one more time. The second Vayar of Avramavinu perhaps teaches us to look in the mirror not once but a second time. This time on a deeper level realizing, hey, wait a second, I'm so privileged. I have so much good in my life, Baruch Hashem. Hashem gave me so many strengths and talents. I'm really great and special. If we train ourselves to look at ourselves, not just once, but twice, and not just superficially, but deeply, then perhaps we will gain insight into 
life in ways that we've never even imagined. We will be able to accomplish things we've never even dreamed of. But my friends, the same thing is true when it comes to us and other people. The same way that we have to take the model of Avram and do vayar vayar, do these double takes with ourselves and not just see something once, but look again. And not just see something once superficially, but look again and see ourselves on a deeper way and see ourselves as something special, as a neshama, as a chilek alokai mima'al. The same is true when it comes to us and perceiving and looking at other people. Too often we look just once, just one vayar. We look once and we judge and we assume and we jump to conclusions. But the Torah is telling us something. Do a second vayar. Look again. Look again, not superficially, but deeply. Maybe there's something about the situation. Maybe there's something about how this person is acting that you don't know. Maybe he's experiencing something that you're not aware of. Look deeply. Look Look again, and maybe, just maybe, you'll be able to, you know, say, hey, this guy's really special. There's something about this guy. I kid you not, this past week at work, someone came over to me holding a container. It was a container of hummus, and with the straightest face, he asked me, excuse me, do you know how to cook this? I was waiting for him to start laughing. I was waiting for myself to start laughing, but I didn't. I mean, seriously? Do you know how to cook this? What do you mean cook this? It's hummus. You, you, it's a dip, right? So I, I, what I realized though was this guy had no experience with hummus. He just didn't do it. It's, it's, an, it's a Jewish, Mediterranean, Israeli dish. And this guy, he probably never had hummus in his entire life. For all he knows, yeah, it's something you cook. And I explained to him in a nice way. I'm like, hey, it's actually a dip. You don't cook it. it it's a dip. You could put crackers in it or whatever you want. It's like an all-purpose dip. You know, you could look at this person once and say, that is so silly. Seriously, you're asking me how to cook hummus? But then you look again, you realize, hey, maybe this guy has no experience with hummus. He doesn't have a history with chickpeas. He doesn't even know what what that mashed stuff is. So you explain it to him. And I think if we approach life with this model of Avram Avinu, Vayar Vayar, when we look at ourselves, we will look at ourselves more deeply. When we look at others, we will look at others more deeply. And overall, I just think we will naturally be happier people. Thank you so much for listening and tuning into the Torah Sparks podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, your neighbors. We're on all the podcast platforms. We're on Nucky Radio. Um, So go ahead, share it. And we're looking forward to seeing you guys next week.